Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for today too. Amen. And I pray that the Lord will help us. Amen. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Yesterday we read that scripture. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. Let's read it together. Ready, go. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Hallelujah. So we have an adversary. We have an opponent. An adversary. One that stands against. We know that when it comes to God, God is like that constant activity. Constant effort. God is a constant effort. Constant push to do that which is good. Constant push to bless. Constant push to help. Constant push to bring to the place of order. God is that constant push. So we find that if God is constant, if God is constant in his push, in the way that he pushes, then when God is not in a place, when I say God is not in a place, his will is not done. Good is not found. Good is not found. Righteousness is not found. Order is not found. When God is not found in a place, and what is opposite is found there, it means that something is resisting God. Hallelujah. Something is resisting God. God needs to be resisted. God needs to be resisted in order not to be found in a place. God needs to be resisted. Say, ah, how can a person resist God? It is possible because we have our free will as men. And God does not override our free will. Hallelujah. Yes, so if God is that constant effort. Please, I want you to understand this because many of the time we think that God is rather in a state, in a potential state and our actions are the ones that move God into the, the, the place of acting. But God is an actor. The very nature of God is a going forth. God is not just substance and form. God is a going forth. The substance and the form is found in the going forth. Please understand that. God is a going forth. So if God is not found in a place, when I say God is not found in a place, I, mean, I do not mean that God's standing there like this. But what is of God? The attributes that belong to God. What is the will of God? What is the desire of God? The goodness of God. The blessings of God. The righteousness of God. The order of God. If these things are not found in a place, then it means that God is being resisted. If the righteousness of God is not being found in you, 
if the wisdom of God is not being found in you in the way that it should be found, if the abilities of God, if the power of God, if, if the will of God is not being found in you in the way that it should be found, then it means that God is being resisted. Hallelujah. If the will of God is not being established in the world and in the lives of men, if God is not seen as ruling in the affairs of men, then it means that God is being resisted. The way God is, he has to be resisted in order for him not to be found in a place. If there is no resistance, then you don't need to call upon God. God will come. Before you call upon me, I have heard you. If there is no resistance, then you do not need to call upon God. So in scripture, actually, what it means to call upon God is to remove the resistance. The removal of the resistance is our indirect calling upon God. Hallelujah. That is our indirect calling upon God. The removal of the resistance. If there is no resistance, then God will be found in a place. If the, even in the material world, if the people in it are suffering, and, and righteousness is not being done. Then it means that God is being resisted. And what resists God is evil. So we can say that evil is the resistance of God. Evil is that which resists God. Hallelujah. And we know that the evil is not just something that is done, but it is something that is orchestrated. There is an orchestration. There is a force. There is a demonic force. There is a satanic force. So we, we have an adversary. And that adversary is the satanic force which goes about establishing evil as a means by which God is resisted. So there is a satanic force that is adversary. There is demonic force that goes about establishing evil in the lives of men from place to place in societies that goes about establishing evil in the hearts of men, preaching what is false in the minds of men, establishing what is false in the minds of men so that God will be resisted. That is why he is the adversary, the opponent, the resistance. Hallelujah. Because if God were not resisted, he would be found the way that he should be found in your life. So if you find that in whatever you are dealing with, God is not in it as he should be, as you have known him to be, as you have heard of him to be, then it means that there is a resistance. And that resistance is the orchestration of hell. Every form of resistance is an orchestration. Hallelujah. It means that if the resistance were to be dealt with, God would not require an invitation. And he has said it. I stand at the door and knock. I stand at the door. He, God is the one that is the knocker. He's the one that is trying to come in. God is like the way um, scientists say that nature abhors a vacuum. Nature, God is like that nature that abhors a vacuum. You see, Maybe we have said this thing over and over, so we have not understood what it means. Say nature abhors. You know what it means to abhor? 
It dislikes, not in abhor is sort of more intense than dislike. It's like it hates a vacuum. It, it, it cannot stand a vacuum. Nature can't stand a vacuum. It, it becomes angry and moves into the back vacuum. God is like that. If there is an opening for God to come in, God cannot stand that that opening is there and he has not come in. God will come in. Hallelujah. So in order for God to come in, the resistance must be broken. And that's what he's telling us, that we must be sober and vigilant because there is a resistance and there is a demonic force, a satanic force that is behind the resistance. And we also must resist the resistance. We must resist the resistance. Hallelujah. Because if we succeed in resisting the resistance, if we succeed in not giving an inch to the resistance, God will come in. He will come in. He will flood in. Light will come in. Light will come in. His goodness will come in. The deadness will begin to resurrect. Life will be given to the dead. The dry places will become a fruitful ground. The places that had been destroyed will be rebuilt. The, the natures of men, the hearts of men that have been broken and destroyed and utterly laid waste by demonic activity will be rebuilt again. And it will be rebuilt into the habitation of God. If the resistance were broken, God will build himself a house. Hallelujah. If we cooperate with God and the resistance is broken, God will build a house that he will dwell in. His will will be established. His will will be established. So our concentration should be to remove the resistance. And that is what many people do not understand concerning Christianity. There are people that they are chasing demons in their families. I'm not talking about those people. I'm not because if you begin to chase demons, people as people on this earth, if you begin to chase them as your demons, you are in trouble. That is one of the deceptions of the evil one. To think that you are wrestling against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. And to think that it is your material effort that will be able to stop demonic activity. Material effort cannot stop demonic activity. It is spiritual effort. Hallelujah. So I'm not talking about that, but there are those that also believe that there is no demonic activity exerted on those that are trying to live for the Lord. Those that are trying to make the attempt to work with God, to bring righteousness into the earth, to bring righteousness into their own life, to bring the transformation that the Lord desires. The people also assume that there are no demonic forces that are fighting against people like that. And because of that, they too, they are in a state of coma. They are oppressed more than any group of people. Calling themselves what they are not. Declaring their liberty. When in the declaration of the liberty itself, you can see the deception within which they have been held. Then that is another demonic activity where our enslavement will be denied. We are denying our enslavement. Where we speak peace, where there is no peace. 
If we speak peace where there is no peace, then the demonic activity that is resisting the peace of God that must come in, that demonic activity continues. That demonic activity continues. Hallelujah. So we must be alert and we must be willing to learn any method that is required to stand against the evil and the demonic activities that prevent God from doing what he wants to do. Because if God is not found, then it means that there is a resistance. And when the resistance is broken, God will be found. That is a sure thing. That's how the Bible says that all the promises of God in him are yea and amen. In the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, who walked yet and was glorified in the human. All the promises of God are yea and amen in him. He, he has become our high priest in him. All that we require in the divine human or in the human of the Lord made divine, all that we require, all that he, we require has been made available. He has given us all that we require for life and for godliness. It is in the Lord. It is available. It is not something to be voted upon. It is not something to be decided upon. All that we will need, all that we will need to become what we must be as human beings to fulfill our potential as we're created by God to be, all that we will need to become angels successfully have been made available in the Lord. So if it is not found in us, then it means there is a resistance. The problem is that the resistance is not just a resistance working somewhere. The resistance becomes a resistance by establishing contact with us and forming an alliance with us. So the resistance that which is fighting God and which is destroying us and laying us waste and preventing us from fulfilling our potential establishes an alliance with us. There is a bond, there is a covenant, there is a joining together, there is a friendship that is established. So the adversary, even though he is against God and what God wants to do in us, he seems as though he is also our friend. He seems as though he is also our friend. So the adversary that is roaring like a lion, you will not find him um, just... Normally, those that the adversary spook, they like they come and spook you. It means that you are, you are now trying to begin. When you are going on with the Lord, the adversary doesn't spook you because they know that you will not be spooked. You understand? They know that you will not be spooked. The adversary that, that tries to establish friendship with you gives you reasons reasonings, reasonings, arguments, spits the venom into you, links it with many things, and you fall for it. So the adversary now becomes your friend. Hallelujah. So if the adversary is going to work, the adversary must become our friend. And we see that relationship between the serpent and Eve in the garden, where the serpent came, which is evil through the sensual parts of man, came and attacked the external part of man, which is Eve. The, the, the sensual part came as a friend. 
not as, as an enemy trying to scare away Eve. The serpent came as a friend. Did God say? Did God say? Did he really say that you should not eat of the tree? So he said, if we eat it, we shall surely die. He said, you shall not surely die. For he knows, isn't that a friend? That the day that ye shall eat it, ye shall be as gods. Knowing what? Good and evil. The devil turned Eve against God. And became Eve's friend against God. That is how the adversary works. The adversary is not coming. So you, I, you are my enemy. You are my, the fact that you are the adversary's enemy is known to the adversary. Or the adversaries is known to them. But between you, you know, you know that, let me give you an example. Even in this one, you know that to many of our politicians that we have, we are their enemy. Do you know? You know. If you know, you believe. But it's true. The politicians don't like us. You think that they do. It is because they have convinced you and have formed an alliance with you. Even though they are taking away what is yours, stealing from you what is yours, doing the things that will destroy us and our future, somehow they have established an alliance with us. Why? Because they require our consent in order to continue to plunder. So even though they do not really like us, and I'm sure when they sit in their secret places and they discuss us, and you go and hear some, you, you, you will not vote again. They don't like us. But you know, even a normal human being knows how to become the friend of somebody he does not like because it will be to his advantage. And it's not just a politician. All of us, there are people that we don't like. There are people, many other people we relate with, we don't really like. And we still like, we, you don't like, like you, are, you are speaking against them and, and cursing them. No. You really want to take advantage of them. And if you want to take advantage of someone, you do not like the person. You do not love anybody that your aim is to take advantage of. Hallelujah. So you see how you are dealing with people and your aim is to take advantage of them, to gain something from them, and you are able to pretend that you like them and establish an alliance with them where you suck the life out of them. It's like a vampire that establishes an alliance with a human being. So from time to time, he will feed on the human being. And it is a human being that is losing his or her life. But the vampire has convinced that human being that the relationship is a good relationship. So even we human beings, we are able to establish relationships for our advantage. In fact, except God steps in, that is our normal tendency. That is, that is what we know how to do best. Why? Because this venom has been spat into us already. This venom, this demonic venom, this demonic way of dealing is also within us. Remember, we are also demons or angels in preparation. Hallelujah. We are also demons or angels in preparation. 
So we know how to establish contact, talk nicely, call and check up on the person, call and be nice, send text messages. A guy is looking for a girl to sleep with. He knows how to do everything. When the girl is trying to put up a resistance and suspect the guy's intentions, the guy is able to maneuver and bring down the lady's guards. And the lady begins to feel safe again with the guy. The guy is the enemy. The guy is the enemy. The same with the lady. The lady is trying to chop the guy's money. Hallelujah. It's a simple thing. But many things are established. Many things are established. They call you to check up on you whether you have eaten. Whether you have eaten breakfast, did you eat lunch, what type of... They begin to give you advice concerning the right amount of food you should eat, the, the health, uh, your health concerning food. They begin to advise you. It's like, wow, this is a good woman. But it is because you have something. Because the same person, there's somebody in their lives who is suffering but doesn't have anything. And the person whom is even going to die. But somehow, what do you think? Somehow, because there's no glory in it. Where, how do, where is the glory when you help a person that, that cannot give you anything? There's no glory. What do you think? Wow. So that's human beings. So imagine the devils. Imagine them. The alliance that they established with us. Huh. Sometimes they, you are sitting down with them. They are not there physically, but they are there with you. And, and it's, a, it's a friendly conversation. You are trying to place the good of somebody ahead of your goods because that is what the scriptures talks about, that you should, uh, you, sh you should prefer the good. You should lay down your life for another. And then they tell you that, but you must also love yourself. And you see, that statement is a statement that is true but not true because of what is being used to achieve. It is not that love yourself in the sense that strive for what God wants you to be, which then will be to lay down your life. Hallelujah. Because that is the greatest glory. That is the greatest height a man can get to, to become one whose life is poured forth as libation for the sake of others, whose life is poured forth as an offering, a drink for people to partake of. That is the greatest glory. But you'll be convinced there that love yourself and the love yourself, the venom in it is that, please forget about these people. And then you feel like it's true. And you are happy with that thought. And you are convinced that it is your own thought. Hallelujah. And you feel like, wow, this is it. And the conversations keep going. And that seems to be friendly. You are trying to resist an evil. And they convince you that, Charlie, this evil, if you do not, if you resist it, you will die. Like, you, not that you die physically, but you will die. Like, you can't live without that evil. So they tell you, you but they want you to live. It's not that they, are, they speak this way. The feeling that you want to live, you want to continue in that state of happiness that they convince you is really happiness. Meanwhile, it's not. You want to continue in that. They convince you. So your adversary comes to establish diplomatic relationships. Your adversary, the, be the best way of describing your adversary is that That is your adversary. Your adversary is in your cloth. 
Your adversary is not somebody that you see and say, ah, I must run away. Your adversary is close. Your adversary establishes good relations. Hallelujah. That is why you must be sober and vigilant. Because it will come as an angel of light. A friendly fire. An ally. Helping you to resist God who is trying to help you. That is the nature of the enemy. And that is the enemy that we are trying to fight. The enemy establishes diplomatic relationships and works against you in your own house. That is why Jesus said that we should not think that he has brought peace, but he brought what? The sword. That a man will be turned against his father. A daughter against the mother. A daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Said a man's enemy shall be those of his household. It means that the adversary has worked and become part of your household. Hallelujah. But it is God that must be in your household. But that God comes to meet an adversary who has worked and established relationship with you and has become family. The enemy that has become family, that has attached to you, that seems to bring you joy, which is not really joy, but because you have been encouraged to think that that is joy, you are being deprived of the actual joy that comes from the Lord. It counterfeits anything that God wants to give. God wants to put love in our hearts. The enemy counterfeits that love. God wants to give us wisdom. The enemy counterfeits that wisdom. God wants to show us how we may live and bring to us success. The enemy counterfeits before us what actual success is. When we are in the praises of men, the enemy says that you are blessed. So we do not seek the praises of people. When we are serving the interest in quotes of men, still for our advantage, we are convinced that it is good, so we do not serve the interest of God. The enemy is not outside. The enemy by nature and the way it works enters your household and you begin to eat and drink with that enemy. The same way that Jesus also said, I will come in and eat with you. The same way the enemy comes in to try and eat with you. So when you are convinced, you are being convinced that you have an adversary, you will not believe it. The only people who believe that they have an adversary are those that God begins to reach with his word and begins to show them what life must be. Hallelujah. How their lives must be. Those are the people that begin to recognize. And even that one, it depends. Because as God is showing them, the adversary can cut short their, the attention that they are giving to what God is showing them. The adversary can cut short that attention. So then they will not pay attention anymore. But those that pay attention and begin to see the promised land, that all this world that we have been in Egypt, Egypt, sir, Egypt 
is a place of slavery. So we have been slaves here. So they begin to see the promised land. And now begin to make effort to arrive at the promised land. That is when you begin to understand that you have an enemy. Because this same enemy that rises up and becomes your friend and convinces you that what you are going through, accept it like that. It is normal when God sends emissaries to you to help you, convinces you that these are not people. That's one of the things that is interesting that when you go telling somebody about God and trying to help the person on the path of righteousness, one of the and seeds that have already been sown before you come is that you have an ulterior motive. And because you have an ulterior motive, the person does not listen to you. But people do not know. You see, it should be normal to understand that even if you suspect that somebody has an ulterior motive when they are talking to you, you should hear what they have to say. You should hear what they have to say. Even if you suspect, you should hear what they have to say. Why? Because it may be that what they have to say will help you. How do you prove, if I come to you to talk to you, how do you prove that I have an ulterior motive? But somehow, it has been shown in the, in the heart and in the minds of people. So then what will help them? They fight against it. In the attempt to fight against, appear to fight against what will destroy them. So the argument that there are deceptions in the world, there are whatever. So in an attempt to as though they are fighting against what is bad, they fight against what is good. So the, 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 the adversary convinces you, convinces you, convinces you. But when you rise up, then this adversary that has been convincing you and has seen to be your friend and is talking to you. Remember, when such demonic activities are working, the feeling you get, it feels like you are having it. It's the same way that you are having it yourself. It's the same way that when angels are influencing you, it feels like you are having it yourself. It feels like it is from you, but it's not from you. If there's a good desire in your heart that God wants you to prosecute, it seems like you came up with a good idea, but all things are from God. Hallelujah. All good things are from God. So, it is God that is at work in you, both to will and to do according to his good pleasure. That's what Paul said. You see, so in the same way, when the demonic activity is working, because of the nature of free will that is in us, it appears to us as though we are coming up with this argument. So at times, the, this argument can come up in your mind so strong and you, you will be pleased and you think that you are so wise. Do you see? So it's, it's not they even allow you to take credit for the arguments that are rising. Of course, you should take credit because then as you have appropriated it, they have become yours. But its source is not from you. Its source is not from you. So these arguments rise up within you. And now, as you are, you, the same person, seem to be inclining yourself towards the right direction. That's when you begin to see that your friends have turned against you. That's like Jesus said that a man's enemies shall be they that are in his household. So these household friends 
these diplomats that came to establish positive relationship with you and convinced you about the path of happiness, the path of righteousness, about how man should live his life, about what is good, what is evil. These people that came to convince you. Now, because you have taken a stance to go in the direction of God, that is when they rise up as those that want to devour you. It is like being amongst friends who are into bad things and then your eyes begin to open and you want to break away from the friendship. Has it happened to you before? They, at the beginning, they try to doubt the fact that all this, you see, remember, we graduate from here. So the same way, even you, when you want to get out of a certain life that is wrong and you feel like it is God that is directing you, one of the early things that you begin to feel is doubt whether it is God that is calling you out. Because where, how far you have gone, you have to really be convinced it is God helping you. So you begin to doubt it. And that's demonic activity. And in our normal world, to your friends can hey, what's the way we're ready? Hey! Hmm. Baby. Hey! You see, plenty of things to discourage you. Now, when you do not give in, what will happen is that they will begin to resist you. Some of the times in a friend, apparently friendly way, but you know that they are vexing your soul. They are vexing your soul. Very soon, when they begin to discuss certain things and you are coming, they will stop. You become the ostracized person in the group and very soon they cast you out. Now that's how the demonic activity goes. Yeah, the demonic activities, they come after you because what it is that they don't like is what you are bringing. It is, it is what God wants to do in you that they are there to resist. So as you have started resisting them so that God will do what it is that he wants to do, they to they start resisting your resistance. And that is when you enter into internal turmoil, internal difficulties, internal anxieties. There is every effort to, to frustrate your attempt to toe the straight and the narrow. There's every effort to frustrate what it is that you are trying to do. You even want to pray. There is every effort to frustrate that uh, your attempt to pray. Many things will happen. Many things will flash into your head. By the time you realized you started praying at 6 p.m., 6.15 has come and you have not prayed. You started, but you don't know when you stopped. You either, if you calculate back, you stopped at 6.01 or 6.030 seconds. Yes, so you did it for 10 seconds and then you were lost, lost, lost. So as you came back and you checked your phone, you read messages and then by the time you are even doing something else, meanwhile, you are this person who said that I'm going to give myself to prayer. And what you are going to pray about, it was urgent and time was essence, but now time is elapsing and the demonic activity is going on and your attention has been taken away. You want to work for God. That's when they'll begin to bring many things. What will you eat? Who say, you see, that is, seems like a good argument, but it is not. Who brought food into this world? No, who brought food? You think that food is the creation of hell? Who brought remains? Atadieh. Remains, who brought it into this world? It is God. Who brought the good life? The good life. Who brought it? It is God. So how come?
come, you, you, you are thinking or you have been made to think that to give your life to serve God will exclude what you eat. It's almost like you are going against what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, and, and being able to live well. But you are convinced. And somehow you think that it is hell that delivers these things. Hallelujah. And you, you are hearing God drive you, showing you what you could be about. What you could be about. What you could be about. And the anxiety increases. The anxiety increases. Because it feels like you are going to lose something. What you are going to lose is the relationship with your friends. Not your physical friends. Your friends, your household, the demons that have become your friends and are together with you, that is what you are going to lose. So what you think is that your life that you are trying, you think you will lose. It is, remember, we must live either from the tree of life or the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Are you here? It is your life from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that you are losing. It is your connection with these people. But because they have been your friends and have been the suppliers of the sensations that you have, of your life that you are so pleased about, it seems to you as though you are losing your life. But you are gaining true life which is from the Lord. You are gaining true life, which is from the Lord. Hallelujah. So these demons that seem to be your friends, they come after you. They come after you. They are, they are drinking you dry. Taking everything from you. Destroying you. Making you chase the things that are in this life in the wrong way. Meanwhile, there is a right way. There is a right way. There is a right way to be blessed. There is a, the right way to even gain wealth. There is the right way. But the devils, as they sow into you their venom, will convince you about a different way. And an interesting thing about demonic activity is that it is not a one-time thing. Some years ago, Elder Man stood here and was sharing with us, and he said he believes in the sowing of seeds. In the sowing of seeds. It's like you sow a seed and you go. Hallelujah. You sow a seed and you go, and then you come and add another one. But the second one you are coming to add is depending on the the first one that you have sowed, the first one should thrive. As you have sown it and it's being watered, it should thrive so that you can now sow the second one. Hallelujah. And as we are here, the devils, the adversaries, they have sown seeds in us already. That is something that you must believe. Hallelujah. That is something that you must believe. First, the first seed, which is not a seed in itself, when we come out into this world, it is the inherited evils, the evils, the tendency for evil that is passed on from generation to generation. We are, that is already with us. Then as we start growing and we start gaining free will, 
the evils that we appropriate. Remember, we appropriate life. We are, every kind of life that we have is a matter of appropriation. Yesterday we learned it, isn't it? So the seeds that they have sown, even now, is what we have appropriated unto ourselves. And it was not a one-time thing. It was not. It was not a one-time thing. It was a step-by-step thing. It did not just involve one demon or one Satan, or one devil. It did not just involve one. It involved one from the beginning, but as the one who came in. So for instance, you can be there. Some of you, many things that you entered into. The first time that the door was open for you to enter, and in that same time, you could have walked out and you would have been free. But the first time that you entered, it seemed to be an accident. It seemed to be an accident. There are some of us here, the first time we were introduced to pornography, we did not go looking for it. It seems to be that, the, remember, the rulers of the darkness of this world, the darkness in this world had moved to the point that it is easily, what you, you are not even looking for, was easily made available to you. And at the point where it was made available to you, you had a choice. Because what was happening is a devil or a demon from hell trying to enter your life. Trying to enter your life. But it had not entered. It was trying. It is like, it is like a serpent that wants to bite you. It seems to have cast something towards you. But it has not been sustained in you. Now it is your choice. So you take it up. And this early part... What will it will come to you, how it will come to you will not be like it is evil. Some of you entered things because you were curious. So curiosity in the way it is does not look like a bad thing. And that is why many people enter things without realizing that they are being set up for 30 years in, 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 in bondage. Within five minutes, you are entering 30 years and that will be the reason why you never became what God made you to become. Because it, it, it may be that simple. I was curious. I wanted to see what it was. You had heard about it somewhere. That was a previous seed. Now your, your attention has been cultivated. So you check. And because it seems like it is, it doesn't seem like it is last that is moving you. Some of you, when you, you started feeling um, lust within you, it came as a surprise as you engaged in such things. Because in the beginning, it did not seem like it was lust. But something that is evil, but you do not really realize that it is evil. Curiosity into evil is evil. It's like an evil that you have not partaken of. You want to partake of it a bit to see how it is. It's evil, but it does not look like it is evil. It doesn't look like that. So you write on that, and they convince you that you have not really gone too far. You have not really done anything straight. They think why you didn't go for it. It just came into your path. It just came into your path. Then you pay attention. Then you realize that after that, you may even feel like, ah, oh, Lord, I shouldn't have then the same curiosity will rise up next time. 
It still seems like curiosity, but it's a stronger curiosity. Because this one, it is not being introduced into your life just by accident. Now you are getting up to go for it. But still what is driving you is still not, it's almost like you did not finish being satisfied the last time. Your curiosity was not thoroughly satisfied. There is a part of it that you did not touch. And this refers to every other thing. I'm just using this because we are young. So it's like a part of it was not touched. So you enter there to go for more. And the more you delve, the more that demon begins to gain strength. The more you delve, the more that demon begins to gain strength. So if it's a friend that will visit you just standing outside your house to call you, and when you, he calls you, you can hear and move out of curiosity. Now this time, you are sitting with him at your front porch. You are convinced, and he even convinces you that he has not come in. He has not come in. You, and that's the thinking. You think yourself that the enemy has not come in. You are just treading at the edges of the fire. But I tell you that if at the time that you are treading at the edges of the fire, you don't think that you should stop. When you enter the fire, you think you will stop. But you are convinced. You, you feel like, oh, this thing is I wanted to tell, walk away and walk away. And for many of us, we are like that. If I want to walk away, this relationship, if I want to walk away, I walk away. This, this boy, this girl is not good for me, but let me walk at the edges of the fire. And you think that that thought is just you, but it, it, it is a venom that has been cast at you. And it is a devil shouting at you through the window. The next time you'll be sitting with that devil at your, at your porch, conversing and uh, thinking about how to go into that relationship that you knew from the beginning that you shouldn't enter. But uh, I just like his friendship. I just like her friendship. You're, 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 now you're sitting at the front porch. The next time, the devil will come into your house. But you just come into your house to check if you're there. If you see him, that, oh, I, I, I was shouting, no one was here. So I entered to see if you were there. Then you walk up to walk out, come and sit at the front porch again. So you convince yourself that, oh, we still sat at the front porch. The next time you sit at your hall, that's the demon. The next time it will be in your bedroom. Then that demon, because of the capacity for the human spirit to be destroyed even more. Remember, the, the, we have endless capacity for good. In the same way, we have endless capacity for evil. So that devil that has begun this journey with you, that devil, it will not stop there. At that devil, because you begin to engage, as the devil is engaging, you see, the same way that angels are connected. See, there's a connection of angels. There are higher angels, there are lower intermediate, are to the ones that are acting. So the angels that act at your level act connected to the higher angels. Please understand that. So the more you graduate in what is good, the more you make direct contact with the angels that are of your level. In the same way, a simple demon can come and begin to lead you and introduce you to great demons, superior demons, higher demons. And the madman at Gadara. The Bible said when Jesus said, how many? I said, we are legion, for we are many. You think that many devils just rise one day into a man's life. No, one devil went. One devil did the introduction. 
One devil establishes a connection. Just like you start with one friend, and that friend introduces you to another friend, and that friend also introduces you to two friends, and those two friends have four other friends. By the time you are, you have a whole stadium full of friends, and it started with one. And that's how demonic activity works. So that, this demon, as it is establishing this connection to um, 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 pornography, let's say, in your life, it seems like it's one. So there are times that you even try to fight and you feel like the hand, the hand of the demon or the hand of what is pulling you is not strong enough. And you, are, you convince yourself, you know, if any time I want, I could just walk out. So that's how your, your, your slave master tells you. That's what he tells you. You could just walk out anytime. You could just walk out. You seem like you're a slave, but you could just walk out. Then you realize that evil is not one. Evil, one evil is connected to other evils. So the demons of such evils begin to come. So you realize that one connection to pornography will lead to masturbation. It will lead to you, your objectification of women. It will lead to your lack of understanding and appreciation for women and if with women to men, it will lead to many things that the day that you begin to say, hey, this thing is taking me away from the will of God, they will be legion. And they will not be calling you from the window. They will not be calling you from the window. They will be in your house. And they will be a legion. That is how they begin to take over. So they sow a seed first. They sow a seed first. A small seed. And then they come again. And when they come, if that seed has been allowed to thrive, because that seed has been allowed to thrive, they sow another seed. Then their control intensifies. They establish a life source in you other than God. Then they come again. Jesus said that the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing in him. That's the principle. There is a seed soul. There is an evil that is put inside you so that the day that you would want to rise up for God, the prince of this world, when he comes, he will call upon that seed that has been sown in you already and use it to derail you. There is already a yoke of bondage that has been placed, but it is like you have a debt that you are not collecting. But the day that the person that is owing you wants to be genuinely rich, that is the day that you rise up and you call upon that debt. And when you call upon that debt, if the person does not succeed in overcoming, then more evil is established. The prince of this world cometh. The prince of the coming of the prince of this world. Remember, in Jesus' condition, it was his temptations that he was talking about. His temptations. So it's like there is something being established in him. There is the glorification of the human that must take place. And the prince of this world is coming to prevent that from taking place. There is the word of the Lord that must take on flesh. There is the will of the divine that must be established in the human. And, and, and it was going to take place. And because of that, the prince of this world will come. But Jesus said he has nothing. 
Ясна ти ни ми. What am I saying? There are seeds that have been sown. Some of us, like I said, it's love for pornography. The day that we decide to work for God, the day that we decide to stand for something greater, that is the day that the prince of this world comes and calls upon you because there's already a bed for him in your house. He comes and calls upon you and derails you. And after every derailing, you are established further and made more. You see, when Jesus said that when the devil is cast out, he goes away walking in dry places, looking for a place to dwell. And if he finds that he is unable to get any place to dwell, he comes back and he sees that the place that he was cast out from remains empty. So he goes and calls other devils that are more wicked than itself to come and dwell. The room that was cleaned is not a room that was thoroughly clean. It is the apparent clean of the room that comes when you hear the word of God and you love it. It's like you hear the word of God and you like it. This is my life. This must be my life. That is the first stage of the washing of your mind. And that is the cleaning. So that demon that was controlling you has lost a hold because you have accepted the truth of God's word. And it appears as though then it is going to lose the battle. But if you, the man, do not follow on to overcome the evils that are truly with you, then the demon comes back this time around in a greater way. In a greater way. So you want to rise up for God. Then the demon, the devils call upon the seed that has been sown. And if you give in, there's multiplication of influence. There's multiplication of influence. There's like, 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 like the hymn writer said, in every day's deliverance, my Jesus I discover. In the same way, in every day's what? Oppression. You discover, you, it's like you are mining Bitcoin. You discover more Bitcoin. That you are mining gold, you discover more. In every day's um, oppression, you make more contact with greater demonic forces. One thing about demonic activity is it grows to the point where now, even though you are in the presence of the word of God, you still are able to feel comfortable. Now it is your life, and you have become a hypocrite. And with, an interesting thing with the hypocrite is that there is no way of reaching the hypocrite. The step, to re, the, the step of recovery for the hypocrite is that the hypocrite begins to own up to the evils. But once he remains a hypocrite, there is no way out. So these evils grow, and they become normal with us. Ask your neighbor, which evils have become normal with you? And you know the interesting thing? There are plenty. 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 Doing sowing discord. Moving based on anger. Following, for instance, some of us, our hidden seed. And see, and these seeds that the devil sow, okay, that they came, they come for it. They are hidden within us. Paul talking about himself as a minister. He said that he has denounced all hidden things of dishonesty. 
So it means that as, even as a minister, there are things of dishonesty that betray the very efforts that outwardly he seems to be showing. And in order to be genuine, he must resist these things that makes him a hypocrite, that makes him dishonest. And for many of us too, we have these things sown in our hearts. Love for money. Money is actually what is controlling us. But because the enemy has not come calling on it, it lies dormant. And we're able to walk about in, in the vicinity of the house of God with such evils that have been sown already and we have participated in it and there is room in our lives for such evils. Till we want to rise up for God, till God wants to use us, and no matter what he's told us, that you must be something for God, you, you must live in the direction of God. You must, you must, there are higher purposes. There, there, are, there are greater things that we must look at. There is a kingdom of God. We must live for righteousness. Be, no matter what he's told you, you seem to be unable to respond. Because there is a seed that has grown. And it has gained on it. So that you want to respond, then the attacks come on that seed, on that seed that was sown. The hidden things of dishonesty, the attack comes on it, and then you give up. If you want to rise up for God, your love for money, your extraordinary love for money is what has been sown there waiting for you. Why? Because your greatness was preempted. It was preempted. It was foreseen. So they have worked with you and established something in you and it's as though the activity of demons have gone dormant. There is already room for you, for them in your house. They are friendly. That's why you don't see it. Rise up, try to rise up for God and they will call upon this uncontrollable love for money, this uncontrollable service to mammon. They will call upon it and use it to derail you. Some of you, your marriage the destruction of your marriage was planned a long time ago. And it was planned with you being established in watching certain women that are, are so perfect, they are not real. Engaging them, watching them, following after them, staring yourself by them. These things were established before the day, the day that you said you want to choose a woman and you want to choose that woman in the direction of God. You have already given room to demonic activity. Your idea of a woman has already been perverted and the devils connected to it are dwelling in your household. So you rise up, no matter how you are told, that go for substance, you, you, that they will also call upon what they have established in you. So you will not go for substance. You will go for something that will destroy your marriage. And they know that if your marriage is weak, where are you going? Ask your neighbor, what plans have the devils made for you? Things have been sown. Some of us want to be great. We are, we are, it's like we, we can't, we can't, we, we want to, we must become great. And that is what was sown. It has already been sown. It has been established through whatever contact you came to, through whatever experiences that you have had. It has been sown. It has been sown. The 
honor of men. You can't, you can't help it. it. That is your hidden things of dishonesty. It is hiding there. It is in everything. That is what we call, we call the ruling love. It has somehow becomes what controls everything, but it is also hiding there. And the day that you would want to rise up, they will call upon it. They will call upon it. Have you seen what I'm talking about? If so, Some of us, it is pride. So if in working for God, it demands the lowering of our pride, that is when we are triggered. Because it has been established. So the devils will call upon it and use it to destroy whatever God wanted to begin with us. Then as they do, they establish more. So you grow in that area. Then as they continue, you branch and begin to pick up other lives that are connected to that evil, then by the time it's a whole tree with different branches bearing all manner of fruits. When you hear the good word of God, what puts the bricks on you? When you want to rise up and push, what makes you eventually slow down? It's almost like it is too dangerous to run too hard. It's too, it's too, no. So men want to rise up. The climax or the present climax is coming. God is coming. God's hand is going to be lifted. And already the devil has come. The devil has come and has sown seeds. And it is to preempt the attempts of God. That is why we must be sober and vigilant. That is why it is not a casual thing to begin to resist. It is not. Some of us have become addicted to sex. Sex that is not um, acceptable. And because of that, we are not really going anywhere. We are not. We are not. Some of us, it is seeds of depression that have been sown. When God is gingering us up and is lifting us, then the prince of this world also comes and calls upon the seeds that have been sown. And you know, those seeds, those points of contact, those heavenly parts that are in our lives upon which the demonic attacks come to land, we each know. We know our heavenly path. You know what will stop you. You know your friendship with the world. You know your friendship with the world because of which you will be an enemy to God. You will make God your enemy. You know everybody knows their friendship with God. Everybody knows the line that they will not allow God to cross. So if that God is leading you, then the devil deepens that line. We will not go beyond this. 
So eventually, people like us, we become people who constantly hear the word of God. But we cannot rise with it. The enemy comes to take it away from us. And it is because seeds have been sown. And the way it is, see, the prince of this world there, the rulers of, of, of the darkness of this world are ruling the world. So children, young people are being introduced to things that will enslave them if they don't rise up to fight. They are being introduced to things that will enslave them for the rest of their life. And it will be the reason why they could not become great. It, could be the, it will be the reason why God was not manifestly declared in them. And these things come in as friends, and they stay as friends. In the scriptures, a word that is used to describe the nature of evil and how it begins at a point and grows is canker, or what is called cancer. And that is one nature of evil. Today I'm going to mention three. Canker, it begins as a little seed. And it grows. It relaxes. Then it grows further. 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 Till it takes over the whole man. What is the solution to a cancerous part? Jesus said that you should cut that hand off. You should gorge out that eye that has been made cancerous. You should deprive the cancer of its life, its source, its hold on that, your heart. You have to fight it. And cancer is strong. Even in the material, cancer is strong. Cancer is not headache. Cancer is strong. It is aggressive. And it is even more aggressive when it is not discovered early. In other words, when men do not begin to fight it early. And that is how evil is. When evil gathers momentum, it gathers more energy from the same man. It, it gains grounds. It, its ground increases. The land in your life, it, it gains more and more land when evil increases to root it out. It becomes difficult. I want your eyes to see blood. I want you to feel this urgency to cut out, let the blood drip the evils that have been sown so that when the enemy comes tomorrow to prevent you from accessing destiny, you will not be found wanting. You must prepare for the fight of your life if you want to ascend with God. You must prepare because the devil has already come. Where did Yankupo Nenim come? I explained to you concerning how that they went to sow seed and then said when men slept, then we came to sow tasks. In effect, it only appears so because it is only when God introduces his word to you, huh? when God introduces his word to you and you want to go in the direction of the word of God, that's when the enemy seems to rise up. So it seems as though the word of God comes before the enemy rises. But in, in proper order, the enemy came and was quietly there. That is why the word came. The word came to deliver you. The word came to bring you out of bondage. The word came to lift you from the miry clay and to set your feet upon the rock to stay. That is what the word came to do. So as the word, the word sought to do its work, then the enemy that had been hiding there already, 
And some of us, we have been pampering the enemy. And that is why we are where we are. When we stand there, we dream. And we know what we could be. There is coming a time where you can't dream anymore. It is because the grounds have not totally been taken. It is because there is still room to turn around. There is coming a time that when you stand there, now you can't dream. You feel like you can turn around. But you don't. And you feel like you can't. But you also seem like somehow you could be something more than where you are. There is coming a time that no matter what you are told, because of how far the devil, the canker has eaten, how far the enemies have gone with you. When the picture of your life and what you should become is shown you, you will never believe it. You'll be so blind. You'll be so blind. You'll be so blind that you will never believe. You'll be so blind. You can't even dream. You can't see something coming. You can't. It's a canker. It will eat. And the more you give it space, it will eat. And it's not like it's, it's, it continues in the life that it started with. No. As it continues to eat away, its life or its force increases. Its aggression increases. So you think that it is tomorrow that you will fight this thing. You will fight this cancer. But, but by tomorrow, its strength would have multiplied. You will think that the next day, a week from today, is when you, you will fight this cancer. You don't know that you are being convinced. And it is the power of the devils connected to this cancer, or this cancer, that, that, that is making you postpone the fight. Thinking that it will be easier next week. Not knowing that next week it will be greater. As you indulge today, thinking that you come out. After indulging, when you come out, the evil would have multiplied. The demonic connections would have multiplied. And next week, you will have to postpone. Because you, you, if today you had to give all and you felt like you couldn't give all, next week you will have to give more than all because the grounds they would have covered would be more. It's a cancer. If you allow it to thrive, some of us bitterness came small. It came with a small recognition that somebody didn't force for us. And now we have become the seat of bitterness. The seat of bitterness. It takes control. Makes us behave in ways that we don't know. Bitterness, it can take root. So when the enemy is coming after you, it is bitterness that it will come for. It is bitterness. It's a canker. It eats small, small. Then it connects itself to other things. It's like it builds up its form. It connects itself to other things. And as it connects itself to other things, that is other evils. Other, other evils come to. That's a couple of times. Someone comes to I've been trying to overcome masturbation. And I, I thought I had overcome. But then it came in a way that I wasn't expected. It is because the masturbation has grown. It is not a simple case of masturbation. It has multiplied and guarded momentum and has gained friends, evil friends, more demonic connections. So you are not just battling, ah, masturbate, don't masturbate, ah, masturbate, don't masturbate. That's not what you are battling. It seems like that's what you are battling. When you clear that off, there is a stronger dog that has feigned the essence waiting for you. It is connected. So if you are going to labor, you must prepare that it's going to be bloody. And you cut off. When God shows you, you cut off. You cut off. You fight the fight till there is no residue. There is no remnant of Egypt. As they are coming after you, they must be caught up in the wilderness. They must be destroyed. 
when the Israelites left Egypt. An interesting thing that you will see is that the Egyptians followed them. So that's the Egyptians following them. That's the Egyptians following them according to what the Lord used Moses for. The Egyptians were lost in the Red Sea. But you know an interesting thing? Egypt still continued with them. It was in the heart of the people. And the real Egypt died when their carcasses fell in the wilderness. And now the rest could enter the promised land. So it is as though Egypt fell in the Red Sea, but a spiritual Egypt carried on with them. It the influence, the seeds of Egypt remained with them. And that is what the wilderness was to remove. But they will enter the promised land without Egypt. We must take up arms because there is a canker eating away. That is, everybody knows why they can't rise. Everybody knows. That is your canker. Tomorrow is going to be greater. It is a friendly enemy. A friendly enemy negotiated its way into your life and came with other friends. Have you seen those days that you have a pitcher who has a pitcher and has a pitcher? By the time you realize room for four in a room, you are 15. And there are some that are there that you don't know personally. They came because of the pitcher that came. So there are legions connected to the evils that are holding you down. So you deal, it is as though you must just turn away. But you are trying to turn away and higher forces, principalities rise up to fight you. But you must be prepared to fight. Because which other way? We are fighting the fight of destiny. We are fighting the fight of potential. What we could be in the Lord. So what is stopping us is our enemy. And we must fight till the enemy can no longer dwell. The Bible says that resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's not like, ah, I don't want to do. You must resist unto the point where no matter where this thing is taken to, you have laid down your life. You have laid down. That is when devils go. And that resistance is with blood. It's with blood. Destiny is at stake. Destiny is at stake. What God made you for is at stake. And you cannot let this canker, this canker eat away and multiply its strength in your life. So you are totally wasted. The next one, the next description of the demonic attacks that we face is that it is the attack of thieves. 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 Jesus said that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the demons are coming to steal from you. They are coming to steal from you. They are going, coming to take from you the precious things that God is giving to you. So one thing about demonic attack is that it steals from you and makes ineffective the word of God that must save your soul. It steals from you. 
It blinds you. We know what blindness is. That it is not just that you can't see something, but your attention is focused on something else. So that what you must see, you are unable to see. That is blindness. In blindness, you are so much focused on something else that you cannot see what you must see. And that's what the devils do. They take your attention, they flood you with false ideas, false ways of thinking. Some of us have interesting ways of thinking that have been established, reinforced, connected to many demonic activities. And it steals from us the truth of God's word. Anytime the word of God comes in, these imaginations and altars, huh, strongholds, they rise up and they fight the word of God that comes in. And in that fight, the word of God is stolen. How is this stolen? We are deprived of it by the falsehoods that we end up accepting. The thieves come to steal. They come to steal what you could have become. They come to steal the good things that God wants to bring. By uh, which reason he introduced his word, the thief comes to steal. So demonic activity is like the activity of a thief. He comes to steal from you. And the more you give in, the more your treasures are taken away. The more you give in, the more what you could have become is taken away from you. It steals from you. It steals the truth from you by focusing you on what is false. It comes to destroy. To destroy. Sorry, it comes to kill. To kill your soul. What is to kill? What is the meaning of kill? To deprive of life. So the life that God seeks to give to you, the spiritual life, the spiritual love, the spiritual good, all the kinds of good, we can put everything God wants to give to you is of life. The thief comes to kill you. In other words, to deprive you of life because the killing is not that it kills the life of God because God's life cannot be killed. What God gives cannot be destroyed. Do you understand that? So what Killing is, is to deprive of life. To, so if you are able to deprive somebody of life, then you have killed a person. So whatever machinations, whatever efforts that you put in to make sure that the life that is accessible to the person, the person does not access that life, but goes in the direction of death, you have killed the person. So the enemy comes in to kill. And when it relates to God, the enemy deprives God of his power, of all that he is, and makes himself that God. And when such an enemy responsible for such things is working in us, it brings us to the point where we have no recognition of God. We have no fear of God. We have no appreciation of the height of God. We have no appreciation of who God is. And we contend in our hearts yesterday. We, let, we feel that we are the masters of our own destiny. We feel like we are in control of our lives. That is what it means to also kill. Last one is to destroy. And that is to bring to the, the person to the place where there is no recovery. You enter the dungeon. 
to enter the dungeon. And you go to the point where you are laid waste totally. And these devils, they will work in us, they will work on us, they will move on us, move against us, and hold our hands into the grave. And when we wake up in the world of spirit, we will see that we have utterly been destroyed. That is the work of the thief. So the demonic activity is a canker, it's a cancer. It is also what? Thief, stealing, theft, demonic activity. And these are the three things that constitutes stealing or being a thief. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And this applies in every stage of our lives. Some of you, even in things that you are dealing with, even on the material level, and you know that God wants to help you or the help of God must come, you realize that you, can, you try to hold on to the word of God concerning how he will be able to help you. But the enemies are stealing that word from you. So no matter what you do, you, 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 you cannot bring yourself to hear. You cannot bring yourself to hold on to the word. They kill through stealing the word from you, then you are deprived of the help that you could have had in God. You are deprived of that help. And you come to the place where what you are dealing with is utterly destroyed. That is the work of the thief. The last one is a limitation. Demonic activity finally places a limitation on you. It places, it draws, that is the nature of being imprisoned. That's the nature of being in bondage. You are limited to a certain space. You cannot go beyond that space. Some of us, like I always say, the devils could not stop us from getting to a certain stage with God. But they have made sure that where we got to, we never progress from there. They could not stop us from hearing the word of God, but they will make sure that after we have heard the word of God, we will not do anything with it. So we become people that know a lot of the word of God, but there is nothing. They, after, they, they could not stop us from trying to live out the word of God, but they can stop us from appropriating what God promises in his word by placing a limitation, which is a limitation of living according to the word of God for a selfish interest. So you are doing what God says you should do, but it is for the sake of the honor of man. It is for the sake of something else other than God. So the, the, the demonic activity, if it cannot prevent you, will place a limitation on you. Will place a limitation on you. And the thing about limitation is that when a limitation is placed on your spiritual advancement, when a limitation is placed on your spiritual um, uplifting, when a limitation is placed on anything that you are up to, what happens is that 
the limitation becomes the beginning of the growth of the cancer. It's like, it's like you have been stopped in your tracks so that the devils can catch up with you. So you think that you are at the same place. No, you, are, you start digging down. You start digging down. That is a limitation. What is the Lord telling us? We must give up. Give up. Throw away, cast away from us what has been sown, which the enemy keeps calling upon to place a limitation upon us. To, to steal from us, to kill us, and to destroy us, to, to, to increase the growth of the cancer in us, we must cast it away from us. If the hidden things of dishonesty, the evils that hide themselves and remain with us, which we know, the real enemies that are connected to demonic activity, many demons that are in different rooms in our household. When I say in a household, I'm not talking about your, your house in the house, but your life as a household. They have a place in your heart. You must give them up. There must be a day of reckoning. There must be a day where we say that enough is enough. There must be a day where we say that no more. You will not eat away at me anymore. We will not give you an inch. You have ruled here for years. We made contact with you when we were 15. And now we are 30. You have been in our lives, ruled in our lives, stayed in our lives for 30 years. And in those 30 years, you have guarded other things to yourselves. And you are now many dwelling with us but you will not go on to the 16th year. 15 years is enough. You have been with us. We, we entered this life. We entered this way of dealing, maybe accidentally, out of curiosity. We were introduced to things when we were reading storybooks and we thought that we were cultivating English and learning how to speak good English. And we now made contact with books like Silhouette. Eh? And then we started reading and we, we convinced ourselves that it is for the English, not knowing that last was being built up in us, not knowing that false ideas about marriage, about relationships, about how things ought to be in God's way are being built in us. And that is what has controlled us. We have become as zombies. Our eyes have been shut to the wisdom of God concerning relationships, concerning marriage, concerning sex, concerning everything that pertains to sexual purity. We have been turned against God and we ha it has been with us for the last 10 years. But it should not go on to the 11th year. What God is trying to build in us when he attempts to build, then the enemy rises and puts down what God is building. When God lays a, 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 puts a block there, the enemy rises and con pushes and the block is moved out of place. So God has been trying to build a house in us. But the enemy that has come to pitch camp. But no more. It is not your friend. 
that evil is not your friend. That evil can leave you. Some of you, you have been in it and been controlled by it to the point where you cannot imagine that you can be out of it. It is part of the deception. It is the demonic activities that have tapped into your imagination. And anytime you want to imagine, because imagination is, is a condition of hope. It's a function of hope. So if you are beginning to imagine your freedom, the possibility of stepping out and being free and running after God, you are reminded quickly that, my friend, at times you are giving examples. 14 years ago, you tried to Escape. Are you not here? I am here. 14, 13 years, nine months ago, you thought you had heard God, and God said that you are free. And you walked away. Were you free? No. 12 years from there, you decided that this was the last step you have taken in this direction. Was that the last step? Where was God? Did God help you? Did it work? Did it work? So they convinced that this thing about the fact that you can come out is not true. You can't come out. We are friends for life. It's an eternal covenant. You are, we are friends for life. But, beloved, it's a lie. You can come out. You can come out. You can break out. You can break out. You can die today and let this thing die. You can't. You can't break up. Don't let the devil slide to you. It's, it's, don't let the devil. If you could not come out before, most likely you did not know how to come out. But what God has done for you is that he has improved your understanding as to how to come out. It does not mean that there is no coming out. It means that now you needed to gain an appreciation. You need to gather for yourself weapons that will help you. And now you see clearly how it is possible to come out. You can come out. And all coming out begin with an intense decision. It's a decision. You lay everything down. There are no more control. We have given you space for too long. We have given you room for too long. You have dwelt with us and have been the cause of many bad things. Because when they dwell for long like this, you begin to be a minister of such things as well. You become a minister of sighting. Sometimes you don't even see, but you cast that sphere all around. Just like when angels are in charge, you also begin to cast the positive sphere. So you have become yourself an angel, a demonic angel. They are using you mightily. They have turned your destiny around. The destiny that God had for you was for you to be his angel. Now hell has made you its angel. But you can say that hey, today we are not going on with this. And it is not hey, they say we should say. It is that, that decision, let me tell you, that decision you don't just say it like I've said it. You try to say it. And that's what we are going to try and do. You try to say it, and they are stopping you, and you try to say it. You try to say it. You are not giving up. It, it feels like you can't grasp, you can't come to the place where you can actually say that. We, for me, as you are going, this is the, you, it feels like, as you try to, it's like trying to say something meaningfully, but you are prevented. It's like there's a resistance. So you are saying that, you are saying that it, 
today. It ends today. But you know that that's not what you are saying. So now you must try. God, help me. Help me, help me to come to this place. You must try and say that it ends today. You must try and think that it ends today. And you must keep pushing. So when you, you say that it ends today, you really mean it? That one, you can achieve it in prayer. The actual resistance, the devil will come at you when you are not here. But to come to the place where you are fortified with decision, where you have guarded the armor of God with you, because you have decided, you have tilted a bit, you are inclining to God a bit to take advantage of what he offers. That one, you, you do it in prayer. It is about time we got up. We have tasted that when the enemy calls upon him, we know. It, we have not gone too far because the time for our full distraction has not come. And we'll get to the place when the enemy calls upon it, we, we will know that we are done because we, we will not resist because it would have grown, grown, grown to the point where it has taken over. But we will not give our inch. There is a call upon our lives. There is destiny to fulfill. Destiny to fulfill. Destiny to fulfill. There is destiny. We can become something great for God. We can become something big. His instrument of righteousness. There's something, there's a call upon our heads. There's a call that is rising our hearts. We cannot let the enemies lay us waste to the point where we cannot believe anymore that there is something great. We will not allow it. What the enemy came to sow, that we allowed him to sow. Today, the Lord says that I will restore to you the years that the caterpillars, the canker went, the palmer went, and whatever went, have eaten, I will restore it unto you. Now, the restoration of years is not the restoration of, restoration of time, because time cannot really be restored. It has, the years represent the states that you should have obtained, that you were not able to obtain because the evils that were sown ate away. Huh? The evils that were sown ate those things away. The states in God, the levels that you could have reached, that you did not reach because the enemy that sown ate away such possibilities. The Lord says, that when you begin the fight, when you decided, when you decide to resist these enemies, when you decide to turn against these enemies, these foes that have become your household, he will restore to you because it is a matter of grounds. So when you begin to fight the cancer, when you begin to stand and say, you will not take control anymore. And you begin to fight because, remember, the cancer will rise up. The demons connected to it will rise up. They will rise up very aggressively against you, but you stand your ground. You will die. You, even if you die, you will die. You must lose that life now. The, the, the control must break. It must not continue anymore. It must not. Why is it that the word of God will be received and it will not become anything? Why is it that I will stay in the house of God for years talking about being something, but I cannot be that thing because the enemy has come and is controlling me. The cancer is sitting there. Look, today, I must decide. And I must let God come in. There must be a change. The resistance begins today. Even if the enemies rise up against me, 
Even if it is as though, like, what, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken? Like, I'm, I'm suffering in the fight. I'm not giving in. I'm fighting to the end. Because enough is enough. I must become what God says I should become. I must become all that God has called me to become. All the good that God says is possible, I must have it. All the good in marriage that God says is possible, I must have it. All the good in him that he says is possible, I must have it. The enemies must not eat it away anymore. They must not. They must not. And the Lord says that he will restore because it is land. So what has been taken in the recovery, that land will be taken back. What previously was occupied by the Amorites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, even the Philistines, the Lord will take it away from them. And then he will give it back to you. And you will dwell with him in that space. The enemy is always the resistance. Evil is always the resistance. Demonic activities... They are always the resistance. Until the resistance is cast out. In Matthew, Mark chapter 16, when Jesus was speaking to them concerning what must happen with the one that comes to him, the first thing was that in my name, they shall cast out devils. In my, if anything, because the next step is to speak with new tongue. If they touch any uh, poisonous thing, it will not harm them. If they drink any poisonous thing, it will not harm them. The first thing is that they must cast out devils. Evils must be removed. What is the demonic activity must be withstood. If there's good must be in your life. Huh? And it is not coming. The demonic activity must first be withstood. The evil must be withstood. And you must be sober. You must be vigilant. Looking for that, the source of that demonic activity. However where it is coming. When you go looking, God will give you wisdom. You will understand the root cause of the, of the, of the, of the difficulty that you are dealing with. You will understand it. And you will take steps for healing to take place. You will take steps for recovery take place. said, in my name, they shall cast out devils. In my name. We want to cast out those devils. The devils that have become family members, our friends, some of us, they have become our life. Part of us. Me, dear, this is how I am. Me, dear, this is how I am. I'm easily triggered. An enemy came first. And because you are easily triggered, you can't have many friends. An enemy came first. Because you are easily triggered, you can't pastor people. You can't shepherd people. The enemy came first. Because you are easily triggered, you can't humble yourself and learn anything from anyone. The enemy came first. Because you are easily triggered, you cannot subject yourself to authority. Where then are you going? Simple, simple. You are easily triggered. That is your, your anger when it comes. Everybody must run away. The enemy came first. So anything that God, any good thing that God wants to bring, the enemy comes. Because the enemy is agitated by the attempt of God to bring a good thing. That attempt is with, with the introduction of his word. So when the, you, uh, you, you want to go obtain what God has for you, the enemy is agitated. And he comes to call upon what he has sown. Whatever you think you are, that is preventing good. 
I'm too quiet. It's preventing good. You know it's preventing good. You know good is before you. But the argument is that you are too quiet to prosecute that good. I'm too, I'm too, I'm too, I'm this, I'm this, and it's a friend. That, now you say, an evil thing that you should even be shocked is in your life. Now you say, I am this. Me, this is how I am. This is how I am. This is how I am. Some of you are convinced that you are weak mentally. Some of you are convinced that you are easily fearful. How does somebody accept such a thing? Except that demonic activity has gone on to make you accept it. But we must reject it. We must decide that we are taking the fight to wherever it will go. We, we, the enemies putting us down is their food. You understand that? Putting us down, resisting God, standing against the effort of God is their food. Seeing us down, seeing us unable to fulfill our potential is, is their food. It must also become our food that we will not allow it to happen. It must become our food too. And we must therefore take the fight. Have you fought somebody that when you have had, you saw in the person's eye that the person is not stopping the fight? Maybe you entered for three blows. But this person you are fighting with is willing to fight till both of you can't stand. That's what we must become. Because we know what is at stake. Destinies are at stake. Our life is at stake. What we will become is at stake. So we must fight. It all begins with fighting. If you want to ascend, you must fight to break the resistance. If you want to break into a space without the gravitational pull of the earth, you must first gather the momentum that breaks away from the earth's pull. If you don't break away, you are not going anywhere. Wherever you can stand on the tallest building and jump, you are coming down. You are coming down. You must break away. And you must be serious about it. You must know that your life depends on it. It's not just that they say we must break away. Everything depends. Some of you, you, are, you think that you are not evil. Because when they list evils, your evil doesn't appear. That is your evil. You don't know. The enemy came before you. Because if you think there's no evil, why, why haven't you ascended? Why are, so you're one of those who believe that even if there's no evil with you, you still can't ascend. No. Then you, what, why haven't you ascended for all of us to see? You think that there is no evil with you. Because your evil, you have not seen some things before. Your evils are there. The enemy still came. Your type, your type, that is how they attack you. Your type, that is how they attack you. Because if there is no resistance, God should have come. You should have ascended. You should have become all that God wants you to be. Oh, it's a matter of time. But you know that it's been years, my brother. It's been years. It's been, and you are no more children. When you were younger, you easily could say that we will become this. See, many of us are at, at the point at the point where we are beginning to give up on many of the powerful things we proclaim when we were young. How we were going to stand and be something. We are at the point where we are about to give up. And we think it is life that has taught us. No, it is the cancer that has grown. And now it is here. It's almost taking over our heads. But you can draw the line here. For some of us, this is where the battle line is. We draw it at the neck level. 
Because it's only the head that is left, but we must join it. And we must stand our ground. Even if we die, and remember, the enemies that are in your life, like friends and them, when you start this fight, they will rise up and they will do everything for you to give up your resolve. But you too, you must not give in. Because a greater thing is at stake. God must occupy you. You must be all that God wants you to become. Beloved, we are the resistance. If they are resistant, we will resist them. Peter said that resist him in the faith, resist the devil. That's your adversary. Resist. And I've shown you the first step of resistance is to come to the place of resolve. And that place is not a weak resolve. Everybody knows when they are resolved, it's not a resolve. May the Lord help us.